Life is sweet. Let it sweep you off your feet. Hi, you're listening to Find Your Joy. If you're looking for ways to thrive rather than survive in a world that can seem rather chaotic, you're in the right place. We will be sharing stories of our own as well as those from guests who have found ways to bring hope, healing, and freedom into places where trauma has impacted them. I'm Allie, author of The Art of Healing Trauma, and I'm here to remind you that life is sweet. Now, let's dive in and find ways to create our joy. Hi, this is Allie, and this is Find Your Joy, and I am really excited for today. I'm going to be talking about something that has been on my heart actually for a few years. Let me take my glasses off. They're reflecting from the light up above. It'll drive me nuts. I don't know if it'll drive you nuts. But anyways, um, so I'm going to be talking about something today that has... um, I've been carrying this for a couple of years, really deeply in my heart. It's been percolating and resonating, and it is about invisibility. It is about this incredible thing that happens, and I'm going to say specifically to women, um, and I'm not doubting that men do not experience this to some level, but what I'm going to talk about is really the power of invisibility. So you're going to Okay, lately on the news, there's been a lot about this invisibility or um, self-love or no makeup or all these different things. I'm going to talk about all of that and just from my perspective and my experience in it a little bit. Um, you know, there's a thing that happens as as we age, again, as women, and we become invisible. And sometimes women can find that unsettling um disrespectful uh they feel it can feel sometimes like there's a loss that has occurred my experience has been different in that personally how i've experienced it how i view it how i uh just how i walk that out and here's why because there's something that happens in invisibility that i think i was given i don't know what we want to call it in back in the church days i think i would have called it a word uh an in, in intuition um a revelation about it there's a way that when people are invisible we can sneak in and out of an enemy camp and we can be undetected we can go into a place and Um, Well, I suppose for good or evil, but my heart is for good. So we can go into a place and be rather unnoticed. And the people that we deal with, no one's watching because no one's noticing the older woman because we're not intimidating. I'm not intimidating anymore to younger women. Women, you know, come on. We know that there can be this thing between women at times where um, we can be intimidating to each other or some, or however that all works, or men can feel um, drawn to us, but there becomes an age, and it's not that we're not sexy anymore, hell no, we're sexy as heck, but there's a way that we are a little on the invisible side, no one's really watching, and how that works wonderfully in our benefit, and for those that we're coming to love on, give healing to, is that all the things that might have held somebody back before, they're letting it all go now. Because I'm a Nana. 
I'm not, I'm a mom, I'm a nana, I'm an older woman. I feel safe. I feel comfortable for them. And that is a gift. As a person who has felt called towards different ways of healing and nurturing and things like that my whole life, that now I'm at a place where I can just go in and work with a person and they can let down their guard because for whatever reason, whatever energy I held before, whatever ways I've healed myself over the years, whatever ways that I have let go of my own crap, now I come in in a way that makes me safer for them. I get it. I get it now. And so how, how can I feel it? Um, I don't know, sad about that or something. I couldn't. It's, it's wonderful. It's exciting. I was thinking about, you know, there's on the news a lot lately. Uh, Pamela Anderson has had gone to this, um, Help me. Help me, somebody. In Paris, right? She went to this whole fashion week or whatever it is. I'm not really up on these things, but I did see a lot of it in the news, and she went without makeup. And why was that such a big deal? Why was that a revolution? Well, well, here's the deal. For someone like Pamela Anderson, I'm going to guess that probably was a revolutionary statement of self-love and acceptance. And here's why I think so, because I think a person who is in that industry, like as a woman, women kind of know our job, our job has been, you know, to do all kinds of things. And we should really be cute and have lip gloss, a push-up bra and stiletto heels while we do it. Because there has been this thing, society built that, right? The system built that. I'm not blaming this on men. I'm not it's it's not about that, but there has been a way where there has been an expectate, expectation for women that we should be really cute while doing it. And what was Pamela Anderson's job? She's an actor, so there was that. But her positions, her, her, her fundamental, what she was doing was, her job was to make men want her and make men want, women want to be her. I mean, if you think of Baywatch and she's got that red bathing suit, oh, we, we all probably remember that. She's running across that beach and just absolutely a beautiful, beautiful young woman. And so her job, I'm guessing, I don't think it probably said it on her resume, or I don't know if they actually say this when they're putting out casting calls. They wanted a really good looking woman. And as gorgeous as she has always been, that was going to never be enough, right? They were going to touch her up for our benefit because we're not going to be drawn to this person like there's some magnificent uh, being from another planet if she's just natural. No, they're going to beef up even what she already had, already what God gave her, and maybe she had some touch-ups on her own as well, but they're going to beef that up, right? And so for her to come out and say, yeah, this is what I look like. This is what I look like when I haven't had however long a person sits in a makeup chair. Having never done it, I don't know how the how it all goes. But but this is how that works, right? Is that she's saying, yeah, I just, I'm taking my ball and going home. I'm not doing this anymore. This is, this is what I'm going to be. And I, and I, you know, I hear people saying all kinds of things with all, everybody's got an opinion, right? 
So I have one too. So my opinion is good for you, Pam. Good for you. Because you decided that whatever anybody else thinks, this is the thing you're going to do. And I think she did it for all of us. I don't think she just did that for her. And why did Jamie Lee Curtis get on the bandwagon about all that? Because she understands that industry. I think that women in general, we understand there is an expectation. I'm from the, I'm 64, so I'm from the generation that a boss could actually say to you in those days when in my younger days, um, you know, you should wear more of whatever, the cutesy tootsy things, um, a little more revealing or whatever. And that's what they expected. Now, uh, I'm also from the generation where that stuff stopped because people before me, the generation just prior to me, um, really stood up and said, enough of that crap. Uh, but I understand and know very well what that was like. And I wasn't in Hollywood where there was must, I can't even imagine the expectation to be beautiful. And just as an aside, could we stop raising people up and putting them on pedestals just so that we can knock them down after and feel better about ourselves? Like, could we just take a minute to talk about that? Could we just take a minute to say enough of this whole celebrity weirdness that we do I'm going to include myself in it, but in general, what we do is we, somebody hits Hollywood or wherever they're at, whatever makes them a celebrity, we raise them up so that they're this incredible person. Like, oh my God, I got a selfie or, oh my God, I got to, I just get so excited about this. I'm just, this person is just beyond the beyond. I love them so much. What do you mean you love them? You don't know them. You, you, you might really like the character they played. You might find them attractive. But could we just stop with this whole obsession thing? And why do we obsess? We create these idols to knock them down. And somehow do we feel better about ourselves then when we have things that go on and we see things that, that, that people have done and we're unhappy about it? Now, all of a sudden, we're going to make that the big thing that we're all talking about? Why the hell do we care what these people are doing in the privacy? I just don't get it. I don't get, I don't get um, what are they called? You know, paparazzi rag things. I do not get the fascination. I don't know that person. I mean, I don't want ill for them, but why the hell would I care what they're doing in their life? Or, or, you know, unless they're, I don't know, is, are they fundraising and we can help support that they're using their celebrity to do that. But that doesn't tend to be what we're talking about. I mean, I've seen things like, I don't know, I'm trying to remember. Some celebrity that's known to be gorgeous, a uh, Pamela Anderson, Jimmy Lee Curtis type. And like th the actual talk is about if they have cellulite or not. Like, really, is that what we're going to talk about here? Or if they screwed around on somebody or if they did this, like, oh, my gosh, could we just be better than that? I guess that's a bit of a sidebar. I'm on a bit of a rant today because... I'm thinking about all this and our expectations, and this really does speak to the invisibility thing, like us expecting a Pamela Anderson, a Jamie Lee Curtis, whoever, there's a big long list of women who are very attractive and 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 that's kind of been their job to do that, as well as acting, as well as whatever singing or whatever else that they did. But there was a big focus put on about how they looked. So it is a revolution of self-love that says, you know what? I'm just going to come out and I'm going to be this. I'm not going to be um, airbrushed. 
I'm just going to be this. I'm going to show other women, hey, this is kind of what I look like. Still look real good. Um, but I'm just taking my ball and going home. I'm not going to do that anymore. There's other things that matter about me than what I look like. And I'm not really sure what that feels like on that scale. I know what it feels like for me. I know as I age and as things change and gain weight and wrinkle here and something that, you know, I'm I, my hair is just its natural color. Sometimes I think about, oh, maybe I wanted to put some color back in and I kind of miss being a redhead. That's the other thing too. Let's not forget, it's okay if they still wear the makeup or they dye their hair because it's their face and it's their body and it's their hair. So if we could not be so much, oh yeah, she did fill in the blank. She dyes her hair or she's wearing makeup or she got a tuck or a nip or an implant or whatever. I, I just, other than, here's the deal. Other than I feel sad for anyone who feels less if unless unless they enhance themselves and risk surgery and things like that but if you want to do it and you'd feel better then who am i to say that that's wrong like i just don't ah, i don't get it anyways that's a, you know maybe that's another story but the the point about being invisible here's my experience in the last little while is that i've been able to go in and work with people um, doing, you know, sound baths or, um, you know, just talking with them, listening to them. And I've noticed that there's a way that people are at ease with me more now, even if they haven't spoken to me yet. Now, I understand that could be my energy. That could be how I hold myself. That could be um, my maturity. You know, as an older person, I'm getting wiser. I'm getting wiser because I've screwed up so much in the past. I've made so many mistakes that inevitably or eventually a person, you know, you start to get a little bit wiser and you get, and that makes us a little safer because a person can tell our energy, right? They start to walk towards us and I'm not carrying myself in a way that suggests to them that I might be an unsafe person. So there's, there is that. The other thing that happens that's really wonderful is I can walk into anywhere, literally anywhere, and I'm invisible. And I don't take that as an insult. I take that as a, just a, an amazing, powerful, glorious way to be. Because I feel like, um, I don't know, I'm like Jason Bourne or some kind of a secret agent or or uh, I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm a, a covert operator. I can I can go into a place and uh, like Harry Potter, I've got my invisibility blanket on. Nobody's even noticing me. So that means when I go and I do say like a... I don't know, uh, some kind of a fair or an expo. And there's a lot of people around, a lot of people coming and going and coming and going. Someone can walk right up to me and I can talk with them, work things through with them, uh, do a sound bath with them, uh, intuitive things, spirit, whatever, whatever is happening. No one's really noticing. And that person, their guard is down and Healy can help and right there in that moment. And it's, 
like I'm invisible. I can walk into the middle of a party and chat with a person and we can do some really deep work and no one noticed me. And I, and I love that. Whereas before, I think my energy and everything about me was kind of like, ta-da, I'm here. And, and, and that's all changed for me. And as well as that, my physical looks have changed. So emotionally, spiritually, physically who I am, as that shifts, it's a beautiful thing. And I was thinking about this now, a really good friend of mine, Gwen from Heart and Soul, uh, healing and wellness and all those beautiful things that Gwen does. Um, she just She just wrote a little article very much about this as well and on crones and um you know there was a time when a crone uh was seen as a person of of um, a woman a wise woman a healer uh a, a, a person who of great intuitive um powers and and someone who you know was was uh channeling um intuition and Magic in the way of beautiful healing. I mean, come on, we call everything magic. That's a that's a whole other conversation for another day. I've been in many situations in my life, whether that was a church, a psychic fair, or uh, just walking down the road. And people are looking for magic because people are looking for spirit connection. They're looking they're looking for ways to find the answers and 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 free themselves. But specifically, Crohn's. So let's, let's look at this. I'm, I'm going to look down here because I, I wrote myself some notes because I didn't want to forget about this. Like, so a, a crone originally, a crone, and and what people call a crone now. So a crone now, people might talk about an old crone, an ugly old crone, and and they think of that as. I don't know, almost like a, a Disney character witch, you know, with crooked teeth and a, a nose with warts on it and like a witch, kind of an old hag of a person. But that's not what a crone was. A crone, now, a crone was, now, was a person who was a medicine woman, a healer. They were guides in the community. There were people that were known that people would go to them, especially younger women. There were people with experience that was respected and they would go and the younger women or other people would go to them for their guidance. That's what a crone was. Crone was a medicine woman. A crone was, was a magical visionary. And what's magic except that, I mean, there's people we can put magic in this realm of, of um, I don't know, uh, to me, a lot of what magic, what people call magic, is really quantum physics and science and energy and how we how we can sense each other and 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 feel guided or or be able to be aware of things in the invisible. They become visible to us rather than invisible because it's an energetic thing. So sound has energy, light has energy. People were just bags of, what, bone, water, skin, and energy. And so there's a way that as we allow ourselves to be more um, open, 
uh, trust ourselves, trust what we see, trust all of that, that we become more aware of it, I would say. Some people are naturally more aware of it. Some people have to work harder for it. Some people have to let go of a whole bunch of things that we hold on to, to be able to really sense it. But that's what a crone was anyways, right? A, a crone was a person, an older woman who was seasoned. She was uh, a well-trained and skilled warrior of sorts, warrior for her community, uh, a, a person who was able to go in and do those things. So why am I talking about this? Because as women, we need to go we need, okay, look at it. I'm not trying to put crap on people and what you should feel or what you should be doing. But what I'd like to invite you into is this. If you do not yet know, and now I'm going to just speak directly to, huh, what's the layer of this? All women, all humans, first of all, specifically my experience though, where I have the most experience is as a woman and an older woman now. I was a younger woman, so I have much experience in that as well. So I'm speaking to anyone, a woman who is either older or on your way there, is this. You possess the ability to bring healing and hope and love. A deeper magic than anything that beyond your wildest imagination, you possess that. And as we become invisible, don't, don't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Don't begrudge that. Don't worry about that. All the things you'll, you'll still be beautiful and sexy and wonderful. And, and, uh, have met, if you're like me, you'll have better things to say. I do anyways. I have, well, maybe that'll be debatable after this episode, but there's there's so much more to us. And so something that happens for me anyways, as I aged was I really got hold of the deeper magic, right? If we, if you remember the lion, witch and the wardrobe, the deeper magic was love. And so we operate in this, in this realm where we can invite the invisible into the visible, right? We invite the spirit into the natural, we invite the energy and, and all of these things and we collect them and we walk in that. And there is such a beauty and such a healing that can occur. This is when women really come together and there's hopefully not the, the trashing of each other or the insecurity, all oh, the insecurity and the jealousies and all those things, they can just they can fall away and we can really band together and be strong. Man, we're half the planet, half the planet, and we are a force. And if we're a little bit invisible, that just ups the ante, baby. That just brings us to a place where we can actually function and go into a place and do everything we were created to do, whatever that might be for you, whatever that might be for you, I am not to say. I want to show you something. For if you're 
if you're um, listening to the, if this, if you see, if this is on a podcast only, you won't be able to see this. And my apologies, but I'm going to post this. What I'll do is I will post this in the show notes with, um, with the show. Uh, but those of you who see this on video through my YouTube channel or something like that, you'll be able to see this. And I'm going to show you this painting. Now, the artist is Amy Parfit. Amy, A-M-Y, Parfit, P-A-R-F-I-T-T. She is incredible. And she gave this to me as a gift. And here's what she told me. Um, she told me that she had painted this painting a few years before she had given it to me. And she had had, um, I don't know, a sense of a woman, a redheaded woman, who brought healing and love everywhere she went. And she said, when I met you, I knew that woman was you. And at the time, I was so deeply touched. I was in tears. It was so beautiful to me. And I hang this up. I have this up in the wall for a very long time. And every time I looked at that, it reminded me that Amy had actually spoken prophetically over me, whether she intended to or whether she fully understood that. And what I mean by that is this, in her spirit, in her innermost energy and love, she had a vision of me, of all that was possible for me to be, who I was and who I was called and born to be. And that's what this painting was born out of. I love this painting so much and I keep it now. It's usually back here behind me, behind my bowls. Because it's, it, it reminds me, it reminds me of, it reminds me of what I was born to do. And it reminds me of the power of, of one woman's gift to another. When we, when we see something when we see something, so thank you, Amy, for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Amy, for that. And go check out Amy Parvit. Find her work. Um, I know she's on Facebook. I, I I really don't know every place else. I'll also get that information and I'll put that in. And I'm going to actually invite, see if, I don't know, I'll, I shouldn't say that. And, and maybe one day she would grace us with her presence because she's really quite a wonderful young woman. Um, but so... Part of that, the invisibleness, part of the chromeness, part of what women are great at doing. When we see another woman, she looks just, I was going to say, just smashing. She looks fabulous. She's wearing a dress that is gorgeous or slacks or, or her shoes or her hair looks great or her makeup looks awesome. Or she we just see her do something and it's really, it just... It catches our attention, captures us in that moment. And then we take the time to go and tell her that, right? When we do that, there is an energy that comes out through our words and lands on her. And it's like a covering. It's a covering of sorts. And every time we do that, let our revolution be that of love, of uplifting other women. So when we speak out, whatever it is, I, you know what, years ago, 
you know what? Well, no, you don't know. So I'm just about to tell you years ago, I was, I was in college and I was working bingos uh, as a bingo caller. Um, and uh, I didn't have a car, couldn't afford a car at the time. So I was with my kids. Um, they were, Oh, I don't know how old they were at that time. I, small elementary school age, probably the young, you know, like seven and nine, I don't know, pretty young, seven and nine or something like that. And we were taking a bus and I couldn't afford a babysitter. And they used to let me, I'd have my kids, I would have their little lunch packed and and uh, games, coloring and stuff like that. And I was very fortunate. My employer, when I did a date, when I worked during the days at the bingo, it was, and it was a quieter shift. So couldn't do this at night. Um, and so the kids would sit over in the corner and color and have their lunch and snacks and stuff. And I, and I would work my four hour shift. Uh, that's what it was at the bingo where there were four hour shifts. It actually worked out to about three, but anyways, that's another story. So I was taking a bus and it, it, the conversation was Ryan, my son was asking me, um, you know, how come we like, how come we don't have a car? right? Like, why don't we have a car? Why do we have to take a bus everywhere we go? And so I was just telling him, well, even if, so if we could get the money to get the car, then we would have to have the money for insurance and then gas. And even if we had all the money for that, if it broke down, then I'd have to have the money to fix it. And right now um, I was a single mom and I was going to, I was full-time in college and and working a couple of jobs. And so um, I was paying my way through college and, and I just, I, and, and trying to feed kids. And so there was a period of a, I don't know, a, a couple of years where I didn't have a car. I just couldn't afford one. And so we were just having that conversation. And then we talked about how great it would be if we did have a car, because we'd had a car before. And of course we had a car again, but in that moment, we didn't have the money for that. So I got off the bus and I was kind of, I'm going to tell you the truth. I was embarrassed. I felt embarrassed kind of because, you know, Ryan didn't do anything wrong. He's just a kid asking the question. And, um, but I did feel embarrassed that, you know, I had been a teenage mom for, with my kids and I was in my early twenties at that point. And I was kind of embarrassed. I hadn't planned this stuff. Well, I <laughs> planned it and planned anything. Um, and, and um, I just felt embarrassed that that I was living in poverty and and that I couldn't do these things for my kids or with my kids. And and when Ryan asked that in in public, I needed to respond in public, right? And so, eh, not to the whole bus, but anyone in in earshot would have heard me. So I got off the bus a little bit feeling deflated, like oh, I'm such a loser. That's kind of how I felt at the time. And a young woman asked the bus driver, please wait, I need to do this. And so this young woman got off the bus, started bawling here. Um, she got off the bus and we were, I worked at a, um, a bingo, Star Bingo on Hastings Street. And she got off the bus uh, and handed me a note and, and, uh, and then ran back on the bus. And I opened the note. I, I was probably worried because I was always, you know, I, I, I came from a real shame base. And so I was always like, oh, God, what is this going to say? But I opened the note and it said, you are an amazing mother. And <laughs> you're an amazing mother. I just watched as your um, as your son asked you a question and 
and did it in front of a lot of people. <laughs> and um, you just answered him really kindly and honestly. And that was amazing to me. And I hope that I will be like you when I'm a mother. Now, <laughs> you want to talk about how that young woman covered me in that moment? She so covered me because I was feeling embarrassed and shame. And what she did was she lifted me up. and She told me, you're doing a great job. And I didn't really feel like I was doing a great job in that moment. So she totally covered me with her love and her kindness and, and her respect, which is, oh, I mean, when someone respects what you're doing, that's that's another kind of elevation, right? Not just not just um, oh you look pretty or oh you're smart or oh you did this thing, but how you're doing it, I admire, and that covered me in such a way, and I think that if we can just keep doing more of that, if we can do more of that. Speaking those words out, releasing that energy. And this is whether your belief structure is in prophetic words and God or intuition or however it works, it's all energy. That's the bottom line is this is an energy that goes out. You know, what we speak to per people has power. It has consequences. It will either bless or curse. That's the reality. So whatever you believe of where it comes from, I think if we can come to a place that we can agree at least that our words have power and whether you believe that to be energetic or emotional or magic or spirit it exists we know that it exists we can see when we lift someone up and we can see when we tear them down so as we're walking through this life and we may be becoming invisible if we can remember the power of our words and to lift each other up and how about if this week we go out and we have a revolution? Like, will you join me? Will you will you join me in a revolution? And maybe this episode has been all over the place and maybe it hasn't. I don't even know because I just started talking and that's what I tend to do. But if we could have a revolution of love, self-love, of kindness, of lifting each other up. If we could have a... Maybe this week, just each day, here, your, um, what is it? Um, your mission, if you should choose to accept it. How about if this week, each woman who's listening to this right now, both of you, I don't know who listens, if we will lift up one woman every day, all week. It's just seven times. And that can be a woman we see on the street. Hi. Oh, my gosh. You're 
I just love your haircut or I love uh, your dress. You look great in that. How about um, here? Can I help you with your bags? <laughs> okay. This is something that's going to uplift them in some way. Um, that was really awesome what you just did that there. Oh, I love how you said that. Your painting that you did is gorgeous. Somehow lift people up lift them up and i'm let's do it for the whole planet of course today specifically i am going to suggest that it's going to be woman to woman because my experience has been is that's kind of where it comes where it kind of goes want want we've we can um go off the rails a bit on that one Hey, you know what? I have seven brothers. So I also know that men have a whole bunch in this area. Um, that, and, and one of my very, very closest friends is, is male. Um, and that, and, and, and my husband, of course, is one of my closest friends and he's male. Um, but you know, everybody, it's a free for all. Hey, come on in and let's just be kind and uplift each other. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's make just, one just minimum of one person a day let's speak a blessing over them something wonderful so it could it, if you want to start and it, you're not sure how to start it can be i like your shoes it can also be you're doing a great job and you're going to be magnificent at this speak words over them here's another thing that i learned this one's for free of course i used to I was asked to develop and, and teach a course on prophetic, intuitive, intuitive type stuff, right? Okay, so here's the thing. And then I'll leave you with this. I know I said I was going to leave you with the last one, but I'm just so excited about this. So here's the thing. Um, if you see a person that is struggling in an area, let's just say, I don't know, it could be financially, it could be their weight. It could be their parenting. It could be how they do their job. It could be their, they're just starting to paint and they're doing something. I want, I'm going to invite you to, for this, because this is our, our little thing I would, would teach in my class. So it, it, it takes no great skill to see um, something that isn't great in another human, because face it, we're humans. We're full of, wonder and magic and wonderful things we're also full of insecurities and and shortcomings and all kinds of things like that so if you see a person struggling in an area what i'm going to invite you to do is this call to life that thing that you know they could be if they're not great at um dieting or exercise when you see them, I, I'm going to ask you to say, I know you can do this. I see you strong and healthy and full of life. If they are a person that is struggling at their job, you tell them, I know that you can do this. I know that you can be incredible at a job that you will love. And I see you doing that. I'm not, I might not know what it is yet. But I know that that job is either the one you're in or it's out there for you and you are going to rock it. If you're having a hard, if they're having a hard day with their kids, oh, it can be really hard, isn't it? But I know 
that you're a great mom and that you can do this and that you're going to raise these kids up in a way that they know that they are loved and they are going to feel secure and they're going to feel safe and they are going to be amazing humans. That's the deal. Let's be springboards for each other, catapults for each other. Let's be bows. And those people are going to be the arrows. We're going to pull it way back and we're going to soar them into all that they were born for, all that they were called for, all that they are possible for. Yeah. So if that's the deal, um, us old crone women here, we have a power in us. Let's not leave it untapped. Let's go and do all that we were called for, all that we were born for. Let's lift each other up. Yeah. So that, my friends, is find your joy for today. Um, I get a lot of joy in seeing others heal and walk into all that they were born to do. This is Ali. Find your joy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I hope this made sense to you because uh, ah, I, I feel alive. So have a good one. Find your joy. And do remember, you are loved. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you found a piece of your joy in this episode, I would love to hear about what came up for you so that we can continue to grow the impact of this show. Thanks again. See you soon. And remember, find your joy. Bye.